G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The Lord wants us to pray to Him. Pastor Greg Laurie says we see in the Lord's Prayer how God wants to hear from us daily. Father in heaven, give me this day my daily bread. He didn't teach us to pray, give me this year my yearly bread. You know why? If God provided everything you need all in one fell swoop once a year, guess how often you would pray? Yearly. So give me this day my daily bread. This is the day when the lost are found This is the day for a new beginning Amazing grace, how sweet the sound Again you hear all the angels are singing This is the day, the day when life begins How many times have we run out of options and solutions and we think to ourselves, well, all we can do now is pray prayer should never be a desperate last resort. Prayer is powerful. John Wesley said prayer is where the action is. We're in the middle of a study about prayer here on A New Beginning. And today, Pastor Greg Laurie brings us some practical insights on how to pray more effectively and how God sincerely wants us to come to Him in prayer regularly. Let's listen. You know, life's a lot easier when you pray about things. And that's why we're looking at the Lord's Prayer. It shows us how to pray, how to bring your needs before God. And you have needs, I have needs. We have problems, we have questions. This is why we need to pray. Because prayer, among other things, is God's appointed way for us to obtain things. There are things you need in life and God will provide them for you through Prayer. James 4.2 says, you have not because you ask not. Maybe you wonder, why do I wander through life never knowing the will of God? Question, have you prayed about it? You have not because you ask not. Hey, why is it that I have this illness and I've gone to doctors and no one has been able to help me? Hey, have you prayed about it? Maybe you have not because you ask not. Why do I have this financial problem and I can't seem to get on top of it? I've tried everything. Have you actually prayed about it? You have not because you ask not. I think you know me well enough uh, to realize that I'm not saying God will always heal you or God will always give you all the money you think you need. But I am saying that there's a place for asking the Lord to provide for our needs. And so pray about it. So let's talk about how to pray. Look at Matthew 6, starting in verse 9. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Now we know that this prayer can be divided into two sections. I pointed out the first three statements. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Deal with the glory of God. The final statements deal with the need of man. And that's what we're focusing on now. Our needs. Give us this day our daily bread. It's an amazing thing, but God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, 
cares about you and he cares about me. Job writes in Job 7.17, Why do you make so much of man and give him so much attention? Why would God care about me? I don't know, but he does. He loves me. He loves you. And so when you come to him with a need, he's interested. Even earthly parents do that. Jesus said, you parents, if your child would ask for a loaf of bread, you don't give them a stone instead. If they ask for a piece of fish, you don't give them a snake. <laughs> if you sinful parents know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? This is showing that God wants to give you this day your daily bread. Now, when we talk about bread in the first century, it was a staple of the diet of an average person. They had bread with all of their meals. They would have bread morning, noon, and night. And you remember many occasions where Jesus broke bread with people. Jesus would multiply the bread, the loaves, and the fishes. And then Jesus uh, broke bread in the upper room with his disciples and used the bread as a symbol of his body. After he was resurrected again from the dead, Jesus sat down and had bread with everyone. So clearly, no one was on the Atkins diet in the first century. <laughs> you know what? Have you ever, how many of you have gone on the Atkins diet? Don't be embarrassed, I have. The best day of the Atkins diet is day one. The worst day is day two. <laughs> day one, it's like, what can I eat? Okay, don't eat any uh, carbs. No bread. Okay, no bread. But you can eat steak and chicken and fish and you can have cheese and you can have eggs and you can have bacon. And when you get, uh, if you get a latte in the morning, you don't get it with low fat milk, you get it with half and half. It's called breve latte. Man, I go on that diet first day and say, this is the greatest diet on earth. This is a man's diet. <laughs> day number two, I am dying for carbs right now. I want pizza so bad. I, I would be happy for a wadded up piece of Wonder Bread right now. I'll take anything. <laughs> I don't know about you, but if you know we're in a restaurant and they offer dessert, I can say no to dessert, but I cannot say no to freshly baked bread. I love it. I've talked a lot about food in this message, haven't I? It's almost pathetic, really. But really, when we say, give us this day our daily bread, we're not just talking about bread, we're talking about everything. You know, back in the 60s, we used to call money bread. Hey man, got any bread? Yeah. That meant, can I have money from you? So we're saying, God, provide everything. Here's a loose paraphrase. Lord, give me three square meals a day. Lord, put a roof over my head. Uh, provide the needs that I have in life. Give me this day my daily bread. And by the way, it's interesting that phrasing, give us this day. When you ask someone to give you something, you're acknowledging they own it. You're also acknowledging you need it. They don't owe it to you and you don't deserve it. This verse does not say pay us. It says give us. Pay me my daily bread. God doesn't owe you any money. He doesn't owe you anything. So Lord, give me. It's a different position. Give, I demand, pay me. No, it's more like, you have it. I don't have it. Could you give it to me? I'm dependent. You're independent. But I need this from you. So Father in heaven who loves me, would you give me this day my daily bread? That's Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And on A New Beginning today, he's sharing a message called How To and How Not To Pray. 
We're learning just how much insight there is in the Lord's Prayer. Let's continue. So this prayer not only tells us to ask God for our daily needs, but it's an affirmation that everything I have ultimately comes from Him. James chapter 1 verse 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes from the Father of lights. Everything you have has been given to you by God. Oh, hold on now, Greg. I worked very hard to buy this shirt. I've worked very hard to amass the fortune I have and the great things I've accomplished. I've done it all. Well, you know, maybe you worked hard. Maybe you were very clever in the way you invested your money and that's fantastic. But just remember, it still came from God. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, Remember the Lord your God, for it is He that gives you the ability to produce wealth. So I'm thanking Him for His provision in the past and I'm asking for His provision in the future. But listen to this. God promises to provide your needs, not necessarily your greeds. It's not give us this day our daily pie or cake or whatever it is, you know. Just, Lord, give me what I need. Now God often gives us above and beyond that which we could ask or think. He's very generous, your Father in heaven. But my point is we need to ask Him. Now that doesn't mean you sit around like a lazy bum and say, Lord, provide. Lord, I'm just gonna sit down on my big, fat, lazy boy. On my big, fat cushion. Well, what'd you think I was gonna say? Gosh, you're in church, please. And I just pray you'll provide for me. Lord, I just read the story of Elijah and the ravens and how they brought food to him. Lord, just have the ravens cruise through in and up burger. <laughs> Give me that burger Greg was talking about, animal style with chopped jalapenos. If they have time, if they could go through Krispy Kreme, that would be nice too. Make sure the sign is on. I like them hot. Make the birds hurry, please. And I'll just be waiting here. Well, you can wait all you want. No birds are coming, buddy. Because you need to get up and go get a job. Well, that's, that's very insensitive. It's actually biblical. The Bible says if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. Second Thessalonians 3.10. Look, if you're able to work, go work. Well, it's not the job I want. Well, do something else until you find the job that you want. But be responsible. Be resourceful. And don't be lazy. That doesn't honor the Lord. And then be a good steward. That means take the resources God has given you and invest them back into His kingdom for His use, for His glory so more people can hear the gospel. Notice it says, give me this day my daily bread. He didn't teach us to pray, give me this year my yearly bread. Or give me this month my monthly bread. Or even give me this week my weekly bread. Give me this day my daily bread. You know why? If God provided everything you need all in one fell swoop once a year, guess how often you would pray? Yearly. It was all just sitting in a room. All the food you would need, all the money you would need, all the everything you would need, just walk in and get it. Would you thank the Lord every time? I doubt it. So He keeps us dependent upon Him. He gives us what we need when we need it. Not usually before, never after, but he provides grace to help in time of need. So give me this day my daily bread. It's an amazing relationship. And I could call on God. 
and that God would listen and that God wants to be my father. Now let me come back to one final thought before we close. You know, some of you may say, well, I, I, I don't know God this way. I do say my prayers, but I don't really feel as though God is listening. Well, listen, he's listening. But if you want God to answer your prayer, you need to get rid of a, a problem that's hanging things up. And that problem is called sin. And we're all born with it. We all do it, some more than others, granted. But one sin is enough to keep you out of heaven. This big giant wall that I cannot scale called sin, S-I-N. Well, I'm a good person, Greg. I'm sure you are. But you know what? You're actually not good enough to get to heaven. Because all of sin, the Bible says, had fallen short of the glory of God. That's where Jesus comes in. Because there was no way to get rid of this barrier that separates me from God, Jesus came and died on the cross for our sin. The Bible says it's not that God's ear is heavy where He can't hear you or His arm is too short where He can't save you, but your sins have separated you from Him. But because Jesus died and paid the price for my sin, if I will turn from that sin and believe in Jesus, communication is open to your Father in heaven. Only the Christian can call Him Father. A non-believer can call Him that, but He's not their Father. You say, well, how does God become your Father? when you become his son or daughter? Well, how does that happen? You have to be born again. <laughs> Jesus said you must be born again, born spiritually. The Bible says for as many as received him, he gave them the power to become children of God. So you must say, Lord, I, I admit I'm a sinner and I receive you. I ask you to forgive me and Christ will come and live inside of you and you can start this wonderful relationship with God. I talked about those two guys that went to pray. One guy had all of his eloquence and all of his boasting. Talked about how wonderful he was. Jesus said God didn't hear his prayer. But then the other guy wouldn't even lift his eyes to heaven. He was so embarrassed by the wrongs he had done. And he just prayed this. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus said God heard that prayer. See, if you'll just come and say, God, I'm sorry. I have no excuses, but have mercy on me. Forgive me, a sinner. God will hear that prayer, and you can go from being a sinner to being a saint. By the way, I am a total saint. You probably didn't know that about me. Well, Greg, how many miracles have you performed? You don't have to perform miracles to be a saint. Saint is just another word for a believer. And when you become a believer in Jesus, you're a saint. That doesn't mean you're perfect. We still sin. That's why we always need Jesus. But you are forgiven and right before God. And, and before we close, I want to just extend this invitation. If you've never believed in Jesus, why don't you do it right now so you can walk out of here a saint instead of a sinner, a believer instead of a non-believer, headed to heaven instead of to hell. Oh, why'd you say that? Because it's real. And God doesn't want you to go there and we don't want you to go there but ultimately it's up to you. We pray that you will believe in Jesus but you have to say, I want this for myself. Do you? We're gonna close in prayer right now. And I'm going to extend an invitation to any of you here that have never believed in Jesus. You're not sure that he's your father in heaven but you want him to be. You're not sure you'll go to heaven when you die but you wanna be sure you don't know if you're ready for the Lord's return, but you want to be ready. If so, respond to this invitation as we pray together. Let's all pray. Father, our Father in heaven, 
Thank you that you hear us right now. And now we pray for friends and loved ones and others that are listening and watching who don't know you yet. Lord, we pray right now for them that you'll open their spiritual eyes and help them to see their need for Jesus. There's no words that we can say to make them believe, but you can touch them. Help them see. Amen. with an important word of prayer. And if you'd like to make a change in your relationship with the Lord today, Pastor Greg would love to help you to do that right now. I think some people might say, well, what pray while listening to the radio? Absolutely, because guess what? Jesus Christ is with you right where you are right now. And if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life and forgive you of your sin, if you want to invite him into your life, why don't you pray this prayer after me right now. In fact, I would even encourage you to pray it out loud. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I want you to come into my life and forgive me of my sin. I thank you for dying for me on the cross and then rising again from the dead. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Be my Savior, be my Lord, be my God, and be my friend. Thank you for loving me and calling me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now listen, as you just prayed that prayer, maybe you felt something emotional. I've had people write me and tell me of how they prayed with me at the end of our radio broadcast and tears came down their cheeks or they felt a great joy. Maybe one of those things happened to you or then again, maybe you felt nothing. Listen, irregardless of how you feel right now, I want you to know a fact. If you prayed that prayer and meant it, Jesus Christ has come into your life. Why do I say that? Because the Bible says, these things we write to you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. That verse doesn't say, so you can think you have eternal life or hope if God's in a really good mood, you may have eternal life. No, it says you can know it. And if you just prayed that prayer and meant it, Christ has come into your life. So let me say to you, welcome to God's family. Thanks, Pastor Greg. And if you've just prayed and meant those words from your heart, first of all, welcome to the family of God. And as you get started living as a Christian, we'd love to offer you some help, free of any charge or obligation. We'd love to send you our new Believer's Growth Packet. It'll help answer some of the questions you might have and help you build a solid foundation for your faith. Ask for the new Believer's Growth Packet when you contact 1-800-00-5011. Well, next time, Pastor Greg has more insight from his informative series, learning how to put the principles of the Lord's Prayer into practice. Hope you can join us for a new beginning, same time tomorrow, right here. Now, for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. Search How To and How Not to Pray at visionstore.org.au or you can call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.